Three young Texas sisters were all found dead in a pond after disappearing from their home while a family friend was babysitting them. Zariel Robinson Oliver, 9, Amaya Hughes, 8, and Tamari Robinson Oliver, 5, were reported missing on Friday night, July 29, 2022. A dive team pulled their bodies from a private pond on a neighboring property on Saturday morning, July 30, 2022. The cause of death has finally been released. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Is it Monday? Look at our shirts. (laughs) You know, people have been commenting lately that we frequently wear a matching shirt on the show. It is completely accidental. We never plan it. Never intentional. We We really did. Yes. Yeah, it is Monday. Great minds, right? (laughs) That's right. You'd think we were sisters. <laughs> you know, we uh, actually have to uh, talk to each other before we go to a family potluck so that we mm-hmm. don't all, plus our sister Kara, bring the same thing. Mm-hmm. And on more than one occasion, two of us have given the other one the same birthday card on the same birthday. Yes. That, uh, tells you anything about how much we think alike. Uh-huh. <laughs> the same birthday card. That one has killed me. Oh, my yep. gosh. I mean, with the, the the cooking doesn't surprise me as much because we grew up, you know, with the same food. But like our mom, yeah. But the birthday—I mean, there's a huge selection <laughs> of birthday cards. Frequently, we didn't even buy them at the same store. No, I don't know how we. Yep, yep. We're sharing a brain cell over here. I don't know oh, what to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Monday. Uh, this is a quiet day, Belvalo week because. Uh, they're a jury selection. Yeah. Like stuff is getting started today, but it's not televised stuff. So there's not a lot we're going to have to say, I think, about uh, Valo this week, but we'll see. I mean, the, you know, the day is young, but uh, so we don't know, but we do know that jurors have received summons. We do know that jurors are reporting uh, and to respond to the jury questionnaire. We know that that is all starting to take place today. Yeah. Uh, in Boise, in Ada County. So 
we'll keep you updated on anything we know about that. But until then, we're going to put our focus on other cases because after that, whew, starting next week, there's going to be a whole lot of Daybell Vallo going on. And yeah. we, we're still going to try and put some energy into other cases. But, you know, I during this trial, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't think any of us really do. I don't either. But I, I know that my brain will be very much in that place. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we may, it may change up our programming a little bit for, during the trial. We may do things a little bit differently, you know, so that we don't just destroy ourselves getting mm -hmm. through it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. know when we know. But until then, we're going to focus on other cases because, you know, while this is a huge case and a particularly huge one for us, there's a lot of other cases out there that deserve attention. And so today's episode yes. really is focused on cases that have not gotten enough attention Yes. that need more, uh, that need a lot more information. And so that's where we're putting our focus today. So, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our first uh, segment, which is a missing person spotlight. Yes. This young woman, Tanvi Maropali, is missing. And her family is absolutely devastated. They are so worried and so afraid for her. So let's talk about her because I will tell you that I have seen very little coverage of her case. And that just irritates the hell out of me. Yeah. This is in Conway, Arkansas. And she went missing just a few days before her 15th birthday. And they really, really want her back before her birthday. They are hopeful, but very scared. Yeah. Um, let's see. The 24th of March was marked 65 days since Tammy went missing. Oh, gosh. And, you know, of course, her birthday. Mm -hmm. I th Let's see. Um, her mom said, one of her family members said, I think when you get to the end of your gas tank, you just have to dig down deep further. Put yourself in four-wheel drive and just keep trucking. That's so true. they are desperately searching for her. Mm -hmm. um, there are pictures of her all over her town. People are searching. Um, so many strangers are searching for her. Everyone is looking for her. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's not a lot known about Tanvi and about there's not much coverage on her case and why, mm -hmm. you know, and this drives me crazy. First of all, it's being called a runaway by some. Of course. Yes. And and maybe it is, but Tammy is 14 years old. Right. Just, tur just turned 15, actually. Does it matter if it's a runaway or not? This is no. still a missing child. Right. She's still and missing. And we know what the stats are for missing girls, for runaway girls, ending up in sex trafficking. And they are terrifying. It should yeah. matter no less if she's oh. a runaway. And somehow Ooh. it does. And I hate that. I hate that, too, especially because children don't really run away. I mean, they do, but they're being harbored by someone. Someone's If she's living, then someone's keeping her alive. And that person right. is an adult. Now, in her case, her family is from India. And there is some fear that her, that her family was going to be deported. So some of the thinking is she may have run away to avoid that. But we don't actually know. Um, she was last seen walking past her bus stop to junior high. Um, she was, she's a very good student and, you know, excelled academically. She's not a kid that you would expect to run away. Mm -hmm. 
um, <clears throat> she was afraid that her dad was going to lose his job because there are layoffs coming in his field. And if he were to lose his job, they would be deported. Like he's here to work. Yeah. Oh God. Um, the thing is, she's been gone for six weeks. Why are you, or more than six weeks, two months. Mm -hmm. Why would she still be gone? I just, right. I don't know. And well, maybe it initially was she ran away for that reason, but why is she still gone? Right. Most kids uh, at this point, especially a responsible young lady like this one, uh, would likely have made contact, had misgivings, you know, recognized right. what she was putting her family through and returned at this point. Right. Ooh, this is a hard one. Well, and this is just an assumption that that's why she's gone anyway. Sure. We don't know for sure that that's what's happened. No one knows no. for sure what's happened. It could be that she was talking to someone online she shouldn't have been. It could be she got picked up by somebody. I mean, there's so right. many reasons that she could be, you know, why she could be missing. So I just wanted to bring our attention to her. Her name is Tanvi uh, Marapali. She is from Conway, Oklahoma. And Or not, did I just say, is it Oklahoma? Dang it. <laughs> Hang on. Let me double check that. Because I said it, but then I think it's wrong. So I'm going to confirm here. Arkansas. 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 <laughs> it's one of those, okay? It's kind of a southern or more southern state. Mm -hmm. When you live in Idaho, you know, just like most <laughs> people can't tell the difference between Idaho and Ohio, I struggle with some of the central and southern states. Anyway, it's Arkansas. Conway, Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, please keep an eye out for her if you live in that area. The community has been wonderful coming out, vigils, searches, tons of support for her family. But still, she's literally gone without a trace. Oh, boy. Okay. So please keep Tammy and her family in your prayers. And also, just if you live anywhere near there, if you have seen anything or heard of anything, this is always a see something, say something situation. Mm-hmm. And with that, Katie, I'm going to send the mic back to you. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you about these precious little girls from Texas. Yeah. I'm going to refer to them as the Oliver sisters. Uh, two of them have a last name of Oliver. So does mom. So uh, because... I, I don't want to just call them the Texas sisters. They deserve better. They do. They These deserve little girls. better in every way. Yes. Last July 29th, 2022, mm -hmm. mom was at work and they were being babysat by a family friend slash relative, um, a guy named Paris. And at some point, Paris lost sight of these children he called 911 around 10 p.m. and reported them missing. And so the sheriff's office came. They started looking. And this is in Cass County, uh, Atlanta, Texas. Cass County has about 28,000 people. The town that they lived in looks to me like it has around 8,000 people. So we're talking oh, no. about a very rural area. Yeah. Mom, it looks like from her socials, she's a CNA or something like that. Um six children six children mm -hmm. uh, but these three little girls were missing so they ams and you know the fire department and everyone comes out and they start looking all around the area 
And finally, around 2 a.m. on a neighboring property, they see a few things that might belong to the girls, some items of clothing around this pond, as well as this uh, bike and scooter. Mm. Now, the news reports all said that they couldn't confirm for sure that these bikes belonged to the girls, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, mom shared this picture on her socials. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that they do belong to them. Well, mom would certainly know. Yeah, she didn't say they did, but but I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they found things that belong to the girls around the pond, they sent a dive team into the pond and they found all three of them. And they called their deaths an accidental drowning initially. And three children die of accidental drowning together in the same place at the same time. Yeah. So Mm. again, I want to say their names. Zieriel Robinson Oliver, who was nine. Amaya Hughes, who was eight. And Tamari Robinson Oliver, who was five. Mm. So a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a nine-year-old all just drown in this pond. And struggling with believing that poor mom is left to grieve these kids and figure out how in the world she's going to bury them. This seems like it's a pretty uh, a deep poverty situation. Um, she puts up a GoFundMe. She did manage to make about eighteen thousand dollars in the GoFundMe. So I hope that gave her everything she needed to bury these sweet girls. Yeah, but that was the whole answer for quite some time until last Thursday when the DA put out a statement that they had now received the uh, results of the autopsies for these girls and determined that all three of them were strangled. They didn't drown. They were murdered. They were murdered in July. My God. And at the end of March, they are finally making that announcement. How? Thanks for your due diligence. My God. How How? did it take this long? The DA says that they are conducting multiple interviews and waiting for some DNA evidence. What the hell? Yeah. And mom didn't know? Before before this announcement? Mom's not indicating that she knew. Um, I spent a fair amount of time on her Facebook page yesterday. Mm-hmm. She did post an article, uh, the one of the articles that came out about this a couple of days ago, and that's really all she has said. I can't imagine the level of grief that this poor woman is dealing with. No. I think that uh, we can't uh, discount at all, uh, you know, or... or even interpret very much what's going on with her social media or what she's saying publicly, because I can't imagine what kind of underwater uh, grief she is still in. Right. And and then shock, or maybe it's not shock. Maybe she knew. Maybe she knew that something was wrong. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We don't know what's happened behind the scenes. So, you know, we just seems pretty damn late to the game. Oh, yeah. by the way, because I'm sure they're already buried. I did a little I mean, research on the cousin as well, and I don't want to blast him publicly. I'm not going to give you his last name because he's not been accused of anything. Uh, he was actually a victim of police brutality in this county uh, a few years ago, and his mom had been all over Twitter trying to get some support and some national acknowledgement of what happened to him. Jeez. But apparently he had been, was handcuffed and had his feet kicked out from underneath him and he went full down on his face and knocked all of his front teeth out. Oh, God. And the pictures that she shared of him in the hospital and otherwise are horrific. And then he did some time in jail. It looks to me like he got out of jail sometime around January 2021-ish. Uh, this family's been through it. Yeah, they have. This family's been through it. Uh, one of the things I do in a case like this where there's not very much known is I usually go to the town where this happened and I go to the news sites and I start reading comments. Not because those comments are necessarily to be taken, you know, at face value or by heart, but because you kind of start getting a lay of the land. Right. And people are responding to this news with a lot of shock, a lot of fury, that it's taken this long for this information to come through. Uh, I will say that from the comments that I've read, however, that uh, deep, deep deep-seated racism in this uh, area is abundant. Mm -hmm. And that... uh, The fact that these three little black girls died this long ago and the investigation into their deaths has been this lukewarm maybe an evidence of that. I don't want to say it's because of race except for that. Can you really tell me if three little white girls died just like this? Mm -hmm. That we wouldn't already have somebody in jail? Absolutely. Everybody involved with them would have been immediately investigated. Everything would have been looked at. I just, I don't buy it at all. The autopsies would have come back way more quickly than this. They would Mm -hmm. probably have not released the bodies just Mm -hmm. in case, you know, like I can think of a dozen things that would have been done differently if they were white. And that just makes me absolutely physically ill. Yeah. God. Yep. These three deserve justice. Their mom deserves justice. And whoever did this to them deserves to have justice, uh, you know, imposed upon them. It's so horrifying to me. Now, the fact that they're doing DNA work indicates that maybe they were more than just strangled. Yeah. But uh, I'll leave that to the courts to uh, hopefully unravel. That's all I have. It's not much. Um, when we search for cases for this podcast, typically you're looking for things that have a little bit of substance so that you have, you know, something to share. I, I recognize that this is not that, but I think it's enough. I, I I wanted their faces to be seen. I wanted their names to be heard. We need to be aware of this case. My God, three little girls were drowned and thrown in a pond and cast aside. 
and their killer is still out there and the justice that has been you know the wheels of justice have turned way too slow for them and that's why i'm bringing this case up it needs the attention that it's getting we will keep a very close eye on this case and bring you anything that comes from it um i'm noticing that the rest of the true crime community is also uh taking a look at this case and getting active on it so i'm hoping that that'll help put some pressure on uh the powers that be but also help us to stay more aware so sending all of the love in the world out to their family and you know fingers crossed that we get some justice out of this case absolutely absolutely well and now that there's more pressure and attention that's the Mm -hmm. best thing that we can do for cases like this is share everything that we know, encourage everybody else to do the same. Shine so lights. that the, you know, so that um, the law enforcement and the courts in that area cannot uh, ignore it again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, gosh. Yep. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our final segment today. And that is a true crime news update. Yeah. This is not much of an update, but it is something that sometimes a case will occur. And at the time that it happened, it got a lot of press and then something will cause it to slow down. And then literal years will go by and nothing happened. And so I want to bring attention to this little guy. This is Cash Gurman. I remember Cash's case, but I never really knew what happened. Mm-hmm. on since. So Cash Gurnan was murdered when he was four years old. Um, police believe that a man named Darren Brown killed him. This was also in Texas. We're getting a lot of Texas right now. Mm-hmm. He, so Darren Brown was found not competent to stand trial. This has been almost two years ago now. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, They say that their client was in a trance-like state, his attorneys do, at the time of the murder, and that he suffers from hallucinations. What? He did, they did find him incompetent, and they did put him in a hospital in order to bring him to competency, but that's been almost two years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. He was seen um, on home surveillance video, literally taking cash from his bedroom. Wow. Yeah. Um, his body, Cash's body was found the next morning by a jogger about eight blocks away from his home. Mm-hmm. And that he had been stabbed to death. Oh. And he was at, he was four years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, you know, incompetency and I, you know, I do under, you know, we, we've been deep in it with the Vallo Daybell case, of course. Mm-hmm. And I am a mental health social worker. I get that, but we're two yeah. years out. What is going yeah. on with this case? And, and right. I don't even have an answer for that. I don't, I don't know. And I want to know, and I'm going to do some research and find out, but I just want to bring some light back to Cash's case yeah. Because he deserves justice. His family deserves justice. Everybody who loved him deserves just justice, you know? Can you imagine his family just sitting here waiting for years? No. For I justice can't. that at this point they may never get. 
because two yeah. years is a long time to try to restore competency without any luck. Yeah. So in, let's see. The last update that I could find on this was posted in February, um, February 18th of 2022. And he was being held in jail awaiting a bed in a psychiatric facility where he was going to go to seek treatment. It was, you know, at that point they were going to determine if he was repairable, which means that he, with medication and treatment, he would be able to stand trial or if he would qualify for an insanity defense. Now, I haven't seen anything to say if any of those decisions have ever been made. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they need to be able to prove that he's competent, which means that he understands the charges against him and can participate in his defense. Mm -hmm. or qualifies for an insanity defense, which means that he did not know that what he was doing at the time was wrong. Basically, yeah. he was in a psychotic episode and he didn't he didn't have control over himself. Wow. Um, but we don't know. And that just really bothers me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, this is a four-year-old child and we need to, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have an, a, an insanity defense, um if he if that's truly the case but why are we going on so long not knowing i mean that was over a year ago yeah what's going to happen with this case and where did where is some justice for for cash and for cash's family so i just wanted to bring this case back up um it's so there are so many that it's very easy for us to talk about a case and then it just disappear again when this kind of thing happens. And so I just want to bring it back to everybody's attention. Yeah, We need to become aware. I'm going to do some more research and see if I can give you a better update. But for now, what we know is that there's not really been any movement on the um, trial of his murderer. Yeah. Or at least on, you know, saying, yeah, you know, not guilty by reason of insanity would be placed in a hospital. Yeah. We, we need to know which is it. everyone who loves cash needs to know that as well. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one and see if I can get some better updates. As far as I can find, there aren't any. And the problem would be that all of those things were in relation to his mental health, that's all sealed. We've seen it. Right. Follow. So it's hard to get updates in a situation like this because we're now talking about his mental health care, which is protected. Yeah. But I would hope that by now they would be able to determine whether or not he can stand trial. Yeah. One would hope. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Uh, also don't want to uh, forget to mention that uh, we are very aware of the mass shooting event that has happened in Tennessee this morning yeah. in Memphis uh, just an hour or so ago. In um, a school this happened, let's see. This happened at Covenant School, which is a Presbyterian school in Nashville. This was a school that teaches preschool through sixth grade. Uh, early reports are that there are at least three children dead and many more hospitalized. The shooter has been killed by the Nashville PD and parents are being rerouted to a different uh, area to pick up their children. That's about all that's known at this point, but um, Yet again, here we are, little children being gunned down for going to school. And let me guess, the shooter was not a drag queen. 
Well, I'm right. going to guess no. I'm going to guess no. Yeah. So, so just fucking disgusted with the way that our public I probably wasn't even trans. Ignore I mean. this. Ignore yeah. this. What's actually a risk to our children. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thoughts and prayers will come laying on strong and then we'll just move on to the next one. I, I don't know when it will ever, ever be enough. But yeah. uh, but our hearts are broken. Yes, they are. For these families and for these children. They didn't deserve this. They just wanted mm-hmm. to go to school on Monday. That's yeah. all. That's all. Well, that's what we've got for you. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. If you are a patron, there are two brand new Patreons that have been released. Two brand new videos. One is the study of a cult that we have been following that's really interesting. Uh, Be sure that you check that one out. We've pretty much all of our cult studies have gone into Patreon for our own safety. Uh, I'm sure you understand. Or if you've watched any of them, you should understand. But uh, more there too and so be sure to check that out uh and if you're not a patron go check it out it's true crime squad over on patreon Mm -hmm. be sure to like share follow comment you know the ropes and as always i will keep an eye on all of these cases and all of the others we're we are following we update those on wednesday nights at 7 p.m mountain on our live stream we update as many cases as we can that have an update during that time Mm -hmm. um yeah and this week, watch for some updates in the Orin and Orson West case. Mm-hmm. Uh, very close to their parents going to trial as well. So Finally. I'm guessing we're going to be keeping an eye on their trial as well as Lori Vallow's at the same time here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's taken a while. There's been a lot of delays in getting that one to trial, but they're very close. So those and many others. So thanks so much for being here, you guys. As always, this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank you.